burning both ends of the candle right now with this Chris Lab thing, uh, but it'll be worth it. I can't complain. I hear you. Yo, I like the necklace, man. That's dope. Thank you, brother. Yeah, uh, the guys over at the Design Spot for uh, Billionaire Boys Club, they made the Franklin family one. So I got another one that's also in uh, copper as well, too. That's so, that's, wait, wait, the, that necklace is associated with Billionaire Boys Club? RPM 55 is a design house that does most of the stuff you see most seasons. And that's how I have all my stuff way in advance. I've been associated with that busy shop since the early, since about 15 years ago. So, yeah, they design free the friends and family. So, people always wonder where I get them from. It's just we, we all have them. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. sick. Love it. Billionaire Boys Club was the first brand that had expensive t shirts that I ever knew of. I was pretty late to understanding clothes and fashion. Gotcha. Not LaShawn, man. This motherfucker was skipped from the fucking jump, man. The day I met this dude, the day I met this dude, I was like, yo. <laughs> Just I, I definitely kept it light at the gym. <laughs> yes, That's you did. Funny. Yeah, I had no idea. And then I think in Virginia, people started telling me, yo, that that shirt that costs hundreds of dollars. And that was the only thing I knew about. And then I went and visited New York as a young adult and I walked in, I think it was a Neiman Marcus or something. And they yeah. had a hundred dollar like white t-shirt, like an undershirt. And I was like, Oh, there's, there's a whole nother world out there that I don't need to have any part of us. I'll, yeah, I'll stick with the she, billionaire boys club stuff. I, we don't need to be wearing undershirts. that cost a hundred dollars. Yeah. But at least with the billionaire boys club shirt, like there's something going on. Like it's kind of dope. Like it's got cool. Right. But yeah. Like the, the, the hundred dollar, like, Calvin Klein. I remember in yeah high school, like some dude had like a Calvin Klein shirt and he was like talking about how it cost fifty dollars. I was like, fuck is wrong with you, man? Like right. <laughs> plain pack of, exactly. Fucking pack of plain white teeth. I'm on fifty dollars. I'm unimpressed. Yep. Speaking right. of it, speaking of interesting prices and uh product design, let's let's talk about Kanye. Oh, Kanye. Uh, who's going to start? <laughs> okay, I'll start. Nobody wants um, to jump on that fucking grenade. No, I, 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 don't, I don't even think of jumping on a grenade as a, as a brother who's off the plantation. I, I, I can't say that uh, I ran away a long time ago, so yeah. I can't dare say that fucking Kanye is wrong. But not. Um, and then, you know, you couple that, you know, the anti-Semitic situation, then the situation with Kyrie Irving as well, too. Is uh, I mean, truth of the matter in this country, you know, I think me and um, Patrick have talked about this. That if your ass is off the plantation, they're gonna make sure they damn well gonna put every hound out there to trigger words to make sure they bring your ass back under control. So I still firmly believe that part of that was psychotic break me lost his mom. I think the last part of it, which we're all witnessing right now, and I don't like to see you guys the video about his trainer, but I think a big thing is Kanye went to Hollywood, got in deep and saw some shit he can't unsee which is what cracked his ass, which is why, like, it's kind of left over the floodgates because you're not having, like, that um that valve or that knob that was his mom to kind of, you know, help him kind of size up what should be said and when should be said. And again, yeah, but a trainer and that, that situation is really true that they were talking about on Fox News that, you know, this guy basically was, you know, ex-Canadian Special Forces. He's basically there to, like, with other uh, trainer, you know, other high you know, traffic celebrities to like keep you in touch. I mean, keep keep you on the tr- 
you know, control. It doesn't surprise me, man, but I've, I've known too many guys in the industry that have been ex, like, high-level military who became trainers of certain celebrities, bro. Huh. So, to me, it's not a fucking stretch. Do you think he I mean, saw the satanic baby fucking? Um, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I hate to even bring a name in here, but God rest his soul. Um, you bring Virgil in there. I think them motherfuckers at some point in time been on, you know, Epstein's Island and they just seen it all, bro. It's like, it's kind of like spooked the set by the door. Um, they, they can't be left to their own devices. And I think, you know, I, I firmly believe, and that's what the history of this country, that you will go get a motherfucker if you need to. They'll go get an ass real quick. And then, you know, a black man dying of any level of violence and, and, and a stretch in this country because it's it, it's easily something that's circulating in the news. Well, there's a flick of all the time in terms of like our numbers in this country. A black man dying of violence, but that man black of high blood pressure is not a stretch. It's not really going to be a blip on anybody's radar. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that, you know, they sometimes you just in too deep. And I think with Kanye, um, he was in too deep. And if you really look at that stuff with, um, the Giselle trial, you know, if you look the, the, the witnesses that were being called, Virgil was on that list, bro. Like, it's, I tell you, like, she's about to get opened up in Hollywood. It was, bro. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but if you just, just too many correlations, the motherfuckers, like, get knocked off. What I mean, think, it is, it is interesting that, like, the dude, Kanye has always been wild and he's always yes. been pretty open about the fact that, like, you know, he's got bipolar disorder, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, there was a drastic, like ramp up like change in the dude in just like the last two months like three months you know what i'm saying so yeah something something got to him man clearly like people like oh he went off his meds i'm like well i mean maybe but maybe he just like you said maybe he fucking encountered something that actually just cracked him yeah exactly i tell you all the time man you know we're only um party to the world that we know we don't know shit about those different cultures those cultures we don't know man and so you talk you, to enough people who've been in the trenches yeah they'll tell you that like we don't even fucking know they'll just shake their head and be like we don't even know so you guys both think he cracked and he's not purposely trying to get canceled so he can martyr himself etc cetera, etc cetera. why is it you know why, why is it it can't leave men associated with him like we don't cancel white people when they say a do shit like that like are we only be the only ones that are cancelable it does seem to me that the fact that motherfuckers keep talking about him and bringing him up, giving him a platform, I mean, we're talking about it, but like giving him a platform, like putting him on blast when he's obviously in the middle of something where like, I mean, I think we can all agree, like whatever, whatever else is going on, like he's not thinking clearly, you know what I'm saying? Like he's not fucking, okay. you know, he's going through something. Um, and the fact that he's being like put front and center when that's going on to me, yeah, like it feels leave the motherfucker alone. Like it feels kind of like a setup to me, honestly. You know, it's just be yeah, like this well, dude is saying some wild shit, you know, about like yeah. Jews in Hollywood, blah 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 blah. Let's fucking talk about. Let's like get him on another talk show and like see what. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, that, that's just so funny. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's just um. Okay, clearly it's going to stuff going to mental related issues with like Lily, you know, what what is that this diabolical, you know, camp that is the Kardashians. I mean, we've seen what the hell they've done to all the men they've been associated with. I don't, I'm sure he's getting dragged in in, in so many different ways. There sure seems the to be a pattern. No question. With those Ray J, Lamar games. Odom, Travis Scott, whatever like that. Trust me, it's 
<laughs> Bruce Jenner, oh, yeah. the, the dude, the dude lost, literally lost his manhood. Yeah, gone. Kardashian, yeah, they call it the Walking around in a wig girl. now. They call that shit the Kardashian coast, man. Looking up, you've not heard about it, but it, it doesn't surprise me, man. Um, Would you lose your manhood, have to wear dresses and wigs for the rest of your life to fuck all of the Kardashians in any ratio or whatever that you wanted for a week? Absolutely not. I mean, I don't know why you go out of your way to, you know, capture yourself a tired ass pussy. I mean, that ain't the definition of tired ass pussy. I don't know what it is. Yeah, man. We talked about this last time. There's essentially zero appeal. Which is why they have to reinvent their look every single time. I don't think they reinvent their look, but every six months to a year, they're completely reinventing the look as if like nobody's ever knows the fact that you went ahead and just, you know, done total plastic surgery. I mean, and then they say, then they say, it's like I've just got a little filler, and it, and their faces have gotten smaller, so it doesn't make sense that filler was involved. Exactly, which is what I laugh about in terms of do you wonder why a lot of these modern women, especially in America just think that, you know, lying is okay. It's like, yeah, because you really have it at the highest level. So the filters, the angles, the makeup, the extensions, the eyelashes, the contour, and it's like, well, you know, if they can get away with that level, so why why are we just yeah, saying things to, 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 to a That's to what a I'm four. saying, man. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the Kim, okay, let's just take Kim as, like, you know, the most obvious example. It's not even the bodies. Like, that whole thing, whatever. You know, man, like, if you want to fuck... Eat, you know, I'm 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 a member of a religion that you know is founded upon a dude who fucking uh uh you know decided to take care of a woman who was pregnant with someone else's kid, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like, look, I mean, just cause a just cause a girl's made some mistakes, whatever. But like, okay, it's it's a whole other level of that with Kim. But but like beyond even that, just physically. She looks like a fucking anime character. Like she doesn't even look yeah. human anymore. She's she's like, funny looking. Bizarre. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I I don't get it, man. I don't I do, but like with a dude like Kanye, you got to imagine at a certain point it just becomes like, what's the next? I don't know. Like, what's the next crazy mountain I can climb or conquer? You know what I'm saying? Oh, no question, man. I think uh what it is, we've got to a culture, uh this hyper it's like I mean, we're, we're almost at a level of hyper hypergamy at this point. Where like these, these, you're not even going for the top ten percent anymore, top fifty percent. You're going for the top one percent and one percent. And the fact that social media thinks that women, because they can get in the DM or you have a DM slid into them, that they can get access to these guys. We talk about guys like Kanye, Jason Derulo, fucking Idris Elba, guys like that. These guys have had. There's nothing they have not had. Nope. So it sounds like they have to go cartoonish and go hyper over the top just to even get become a blip on the radar. Yeah, and then they fuck kids. It's wild, dude. Yeah, the Kardashians are the precursor to fucking four year olds. What? That's what oh. they. That's what they say about all the pedophilia that they they get tired of of adults, and the only thing that excites them anymore is is demonish child fucking. Yo, yeah, I have heard that. We talked about this last time. Like I'm, you know, I'm not with the whole like, the whole like fucking crazy conspiracy theory shit like that i mean it's not even a conspiracy like we i like sitting at home and watching netflix with a charming lady so all of this is so far beyond me (laughs) but but no it's like it's a fact throughout human history rich and powerful people those in positions of like obscene power and, and privilege and wealth like that's the route they go they get into that shit eventually 
you know, right. like, they start just weird like, stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, so like the, the idea that like, oh, how could you possibly imagine that, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's a bunch of politicians like participating in some sort of like prostitution ring. I'm like, what are you fucking not like, do you have you never paid attention to politicians like, right? Not it's funny you, yeah. It's funny you mentioned that. I'm glad that we brought it up in terms of context of human history and human condition. I've been saying that. I was actually having a conversation with an older brother, uh, although I do actually play basketball with all the time. And I said to him, like, what's really interesting. It goes back to we're going to touch on Kanye again when he, you know, made a statement like, "How we were, how are we four years slaves for 400 years?" I left that with a choice. And I'll say this: the one thing the African American community, country, doesn't seem to fucking understand is slavery was not an exception with the norm at one point in time. Human beings own each other. And I just lived, I, and I feel like we can't move to a certain point until we learn to accept this truth. Back that, in the day, like, sorry, not to cut you off, but no, back, back in the day in my old podcast, The Feedcast, I had a black history professor on one day yeah. and he he went through a lot of the history of slavery in Europe. So e echoing what you're saying right now, like yeah, that's, it, that's it, not it's, like it's just not some uncommon. half even, even my, It's Exactly. Even my Irish brothers and sisters, the difference between them and that was the fact is there was a contract put in place when they, when they showed up, like, I'm going to give you X amount or whatever like that. But right. there is a, a that, there's expiration to this contract. Right. And what's not talked about, it talked about a lot in African American Museum and uh, DC, that was not uncommon. In the, in the African American community as well, it's called the Freedom Papers. There's a lay box that shows you the papers that Black people either purchase or receive from somebody who owned them, which they had to protect with their lives because it proved that they were free. Damn, interesting. Yeah, and also two other things. Number one is um, you ever heard of um, uh, the things she owned? Uh, have you ever heard of that book? Yeah. No, no, she, no, she was their property. She was their property. So four out of ten receipts of sales for African American slaves back then were for white women. So we don't want to talk about that. We also understand that also black people also own black people back then as well too. Think about it. you can think about Arcadia, and you talk about um, you know, you like just, the you game just buy a white about. girl. No, no, I'm saying that white women owned oh. slaves back then. Four out of ten received the sale for black for white women. They oh, even so had a whole the, the retro um, Birkin bag. <laughs> pretty much, they even had like a whole section of the museum of the, of the instruments and the tools they used to dispense slaves. But even outside that, even when you go back to Arcadia and like the ports in New Orleans and those areas around that, like these kids are smarter than their owners. Like reading that Creole and Arcadian cultures have a complete divide, disconnect from African-Americans because they were multilingual and intelligent and they own slaves themselves. So it's like there's, we don't even talk about, we don't even talk about slavery in this country correctly, but it was different in every single region. So again, it's not the shit we want to talk about or be honest about. You know, so like both, yeah. So the this is an interesting segue into something I was literally just thinking about the other day. Um, Cause I went, um, somebody was talking about that, uh, that, that bit that Nick Cannon, but I forget whose show he was on, but he was going on this. Um, yeah. this kind of like long discussion about like, you know, like white people and like why white people are the way they are, et cetera, et cetera. Um, anyway. And I don't know. I don't know if you remember it, but, but basically so what you're talking about is the idea that like, you know, conquest, enslavement, brutality, all these things like this is a this is constant throughout human history. It's not a uniquely European thing. And I know that's true, but there is some there is a part of me like I do want, like. You you and I have talked about this, Sean, like there's something yeah. about white 
I don't want to say white people, but white culture, white Western European culture, yeah. where there's like this, this attitude about power and trust and hierarchy and like power dynamic, like white people are just like ready for fucking conflict in a way yeah. like this is something like it's not that other cultures don't engage in fucking violence and brutality and conquest but there's some i i do wonder if there's something to this idea that like when motherfuckers came out of africa and went up north and we're living in these fucking empty you know forests where there's like no food and you got to kill money you know like every day is like a struggle for fucking survival uh you it, it develops a cultural it just develops a cultural milieu where like, you know, that feeling of like, I got to protect what's mine. I got to fucking be on top all the time. I can't let anyone else have any power or I'm going to get bent over and fucked. Like, I don't know, man. I think there's something to it. Like it's, and, and I mean, it, I don't think it's genetic, but I do. I, I would just wonder what your guys' thoughts about that whole, you know, that whole sort of an interpretation of, uh, I, I I I don't disagree with any of what you just said. Let's go ahead and decide that, like, like just drag that back a little bit, since it's something very simple. That birth of the nation movie that they show at the White House in terms of creating that division of picturing us as black beasts that need to be tamed or need to protect right. their virtue. White women. I get all of that. I get in terms of like the the savagery and the protective mechanism that was placed in there at that point. Now, here's what I've learned. Savagery is um, a nice word. Yeah. Um. That we. I believe I think we had a uh, a therapist on talk about it. He talked about the, you know white people or the white culture in America that the psychosis associated with, and I do believe that to agree. I don't think it's as like widespread as it once was, but I do believe there were certain things that were just kind of ingrained into the culture in terms of how certain groups were seen. I get all of that, but what I also don't fuck with either is y'all going to ultimately different extreme of critical race theory and like the fact that you there's a level of disdain and distrust or, 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 or irreverence when a white male, older white male is mentioned. Like, that shit irritates me. Right. I know the role of white males are played in my life. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it almost, I almost want to crack somebody's head of like, oh, these these white guys. Like, yo, yo, we, we, don't, we don't need that either. Right. And we don't need to, you know, have yeah. like white surveillance in critical race theory because you need to basically say that all white, the white males are the enemy of anything that needs to be progressive in this country. I'm not okay with that. That's not fixing anything so that's what that's what irritates me i don't i get where we're going what would we come from but where we're going to me honestly 10 times worse now said the black people what was the point of all this if we want to be 10 times more savage than they ever were because our numbers become greater than theirs because i already know that it's getting more brown in america every right. every every decade it was fucking pointless then like it's just no point to it but what like i said but what i can't fuck with in terms of like that white protective a culture is, and I think Donald Trump was amazing at it because I'm watching it fall apart. Protect your fucking neck. Protect your fucking yeah. land. Protect yeah. your fucking, protect your shit. Don't let these fuckers sitting in D.C. giving your shit away. Don't let motherfuckers walk across the board. Don't let anybody just come in there and take your shit. Yeah. You were given, you were giving your guns for a fucking reason. And Don't that's, yo, that's your kicking. So this is, if you look at like, particularly in the South, the way that racism essentially was almost created and exploited by the sort of elite ruling political class because you had all these fucking poor ass white people right living in the south who were basically convinced 
right. Shit is fucked up, but at least I'm not black. You know, and that was sold to them. That was sold to them. Like that was like great. So so you have these people who like they've been told you must cling to this uh sense of superiority or hatred. And they intuitively sense like it's like Baldwin said, uh uh, I wonder if the reason people cling so stubbornly to hatred is because they realize once it's gone, all they're going to be left with is their pain. You know? Powerful. So that's a very powerful statement. And no, you're 100 right, man. And, yeah, and, and I think that's what the issue is. It's you know, we, we, you and I talk about all the time, man. I guess what right now, the part of our our foundations of friendship came. We talked about we are way more and similar. We are different, but the whole point of all that shit, a birth of a nation, the New York conspiracy you know, them breaking apart the groups back when, you know, they're bringing in like, you know, you know, human, um, you know, human workforces was that if we learn we were more similar, we are different than that very, my, my, my new set of population that controls everything can control shit. That's what we don't realize. Like the, the amount of people who are running everything is so small as ridiculous. You have to keep the veil going. You have to keep the veil going. The veil's gotten so easy to keep going and perpetuating by Running off, running, running the playbook on the isms and using this bitch to pull it off. That's how you do how you yeah. run the playbook of the isms. I'm like, you know, because one thing you talk, anybody's got any money, especially white in this country, they'd be like, yeah, y'all deal with, with broke people problems. Rich people don't talk about none of this shit y'all talking about because I always tell it like this. This point in time in my life, I realized the only color that means that means anything in this country is green, followed by red, especially if green ain't, ain't on the fucking line. Red is about to follow. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. You you had touched on an an innate, innate, an innate ability for cruelty. On some level, I think that that white people seem to be capable of, and you were like, "I'm not saying it's genetic, but what's the deal with all that?" And I think one thing that is interesting to remember or consider is how many different kinds of Caucasians we have especially in this country and, and the, Greek culture Greek culture is very different from like Dutch culture yeah, yeah and the and the fair the skin the more north the originating region the more those white people had to have a history of a lot of savagery to yeah. progress I mean pretty much everything they have has come from moving south and killing somebody and taking their stuff and then holding on to that and and leveraging technology to continue to maintain that stuff and expand and, and I, as someone who is welsh no one seems to know what welsh is i don't even really know what it is but it's not exactly a point of pride right. you know uh like being a, a coal miner north of great britain was was not a life to to want to have if you knew that there were Greeks down in the Mediterranean actually thriving. Right. Chilling and fucking picking olives and enjoying themselves. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And I, I wonder if that willingness to be cruel and take something that you're, you're jealous of someone else having through, you know, some sort of calcu calculated war or religious plan is something that's been on some level passed on through the generations because well, us I, white people I, do seem very capable of of some some very high level cruelty where it's almost like I, I think as you were in in the same vein as you were saying you pull out that playbook it's like they're able to do it from afar but you know 
manipulate and eliminate massive amounts of people all at once. And I think that's what's been what we're so masterful at. And you just have to, I mean, you have to give credit credit due, is they have a, a, a massive the ability to maintain their savagery and, 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 and give you a logical reason why they do, but get you to disarm yourself mm-hmm. and give you to give up your ability. They want you to turn the other cheek. They want you to be logical. They want you to embrace them with open arms. They, but they embrace you with one arm with a knife behind their back. I tell you, it's fucking masterful. I'm sorry. Even from an art of war sort of field, it, it is brilliant. It is. It's like white people. Sometimes you just got to give credit what credit is due. That's all there is to it. White people love appropriating slash taking other people's cultures. Like yeah. it, feel, it feels great to, to white people to wear some Yeezys or to adopt something from, from hip hop. However, unless it is a high ticket overpriced item that is being bought from a white designer, white people don't like it when black people come and take something from them, like a house in their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I remember like they, they will always sway, you know, any advantage their direction. But here's what irritates me about my people is stop worrying about the ism and understand how the socioeconomic playbook is running this country. Right. And again, you can't come and space some shit from me if I fucking own it. But that's just that simple. The problem is, and Donald Phillips said the best, I'll never forget that video. He's talking about Magic Johnson and Shaq. He's like, the biggest illusion that you guys believe there's a black community. There's no fucking black community, but I'm saying correct. Because if we had a black community, we wouldn't be going through half the shit we're going through. Damn. Like, you, you can blame Tulsa and everything else all you fucking want to. We clearly know that when the, you want to check on white people, go make your own shit and don't have them involved. The point where they came down and burned that bitch down to the ground. So you got the blueprint of what you exactly have to do. Here's the whole thing. Keep on building it, keep on building it, and y'all stay together. And again, take them same guns they pointed to you and point them right back. That's what happened. They're going to step their ass right off. And at that point in time, you can come to the table. You can come to a table with shit. You can't keep coming to the table and be like, hey, can, can we get a piece? Yeah, and that's, that shit's wild to me. Yeah, and, and like, that's like, we're, we're stuck, we're stuck in that. Well, I feel like yeah. we're stuck in that. We're stuck in that mode. Or it's weird though, because if you go back, I feel like there were times in the past where there was more of like what you're talking about. Yes. Where it was like before segregation. People, before segregation, but like just in even during segregation, even like 40 fucking years ago, I mean, like not before sense, during that's what I meant during segregation, right? Right, yeah. right. But there was this sense that, like, the sense amongst you know the black community, so to speak, that like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta, uh, we gotta create our own shit and own our own shit and be in charge of our own lives and you know, you know, make good decisions and be responsible and fucking have intact families and all that, you know, like all you know, all this, like, sort of like pablum bougie, you know middle class but it's true like this is like it's proven like this is a a very good way to fucking amass wealth over time and i feel like now it's been turned to this thing where it's like now the focus is just all like on this idea of like okay so like we got to get white people to make it right for us which i get but like that's that's like that's a one they're not going to you know, like that's not going to happen. But two, like, I mean, it's just such a like, what the fuck, man? It's like this white benefactor mentality. Like the white saviors are gonna, oh yeah, they'll dole out some fucking, you know, here's a house to live in, and here's some fucking uh, you know, here's your monthly check. And it's like that's not a fucking solution. You know what I'm saying? Oh. It but I, I think it's what fucking irritates me towards that, you know. 
Well, well that's that's the fucking problem. But it goes back to something very simple. And I tell you, that's when I tell you, like it's it's massive for the playbook they run. Because again, at one point in time, we were 52. Black people were married at a rate of 85%. They were more married than any other group in this fucking country. Right. But the Great Society came around 63 and gave a report to black women and said, you know what? I just ain't making enough money. I know it's hard out for you guys. You guys are loaded up on the economic totem pole. Here's what we're going to do. Uncle Sam's going to cut you a check. Uncle Sam is daddy now. Yeah. If you're willing to disrupt your families and move black people out of the house, we got y'all. And we are the fucking blueprint. We are the control group of why you do not let your women run your fucking home. We have more dead black bodies in the street, more kids out of wedlock, and one out of black, four black women will get married. And we are still too caught up in the isms to realize that feminism does not benefit you. The fact you're going to racism does not benefit you. It is cold, hard, very simple. Go and build the shit yourself. Fucking Malcolm X caught bullets over that shit. Even I fear my kids, my 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 family, my, my children in the burning house. The last piece the king ever got him, got, got him. He caught bullets over that. They figured it out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like I said, you either kill them, label them anti-Semitic, label them associates or not, like that. They they had a whole playbook on what you what you do to black man to make sure you remove them out of the public picture. Like you know what needs to be done, and it involves us doing it. Can't nobody else do it for us. Right. And then you know, that's that's actually what the anatomy was, and this is like why are you guys on the screen? Or where the issue was with the Kyrie situation and the Kanye situation, because there's more stuff coming out of the library of the Nation of Islam, all the books they wrote on when Russian Jew organizers started infiltrating, um, uh, race, uh, segregate, you know, um, uh, racial equality movements, and started becoming organized. Why are you organizing shit? They ain't got nothing to do with you. Cause they knew they could turn them into train Marxists. And then Next Islam has been documenting this shit for fucking decades. I have, all of the I key have, players in doing that. I have a question about that. And I want to preface that with thank you for listening to the Patrick Ely podcast. This episode is for entertainment purposes only. It is a work of fiction. And a lot of this is just bits. So with that said, uh, you know, nobody loves a non-confrontational rap song more than a Jewish kid on a private school basketball team. And do you think part of the reason why this thing with Kanye is happening is because the Jews felt like they had kind of adopted Kanye? No, it's happening. Like they they wore his clothes, they listened to his music. It was safe stuff because they didn't have to rap or, you know, repeat lyrics about shooting anybody. They could dress somewhat effeminate, you know? And no, uh, I, 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 I think it's very, I think it's even more diabolical than that. This is very simple because if you actually go back and watch footage, he ain't the first one who's reached that level who's done it. And they've been completely removed from the mainstream. So I think me and Nate talked about this first source of words. The Buster Robin Wu Tang Clan, I get up on the stage and say rap is the only, hip hop's the only industry where people who don't like the music and are not even of the same race benefit for, from it more than the people who actually live in it. I said that, no, it's the Wu Tang Clan and Buster Rhymes never reached that same level after that because they literally called out that shit. Second time it happened is Michael Jackson went on a national publication, a national television show, and talked about that with Sony. That's the first time we've done it. And then Mike's ass never got back on track. I mean, he was fine. He had a ton of money. He owned a Beatles catalog, whatever like that. But Michael Jackson addressed as well, too. Kanye is on that level. And turns, the man became a billionaire. Let's not forget that. I mean, he really rose to billionaire status. Again, 
we are when, when you are in we are involved in that you're cool you just don't break the code so are you saying that there's yeah. a an orchestrated reason why the wu-tang clan isn't the biggest one of the biggest groups across all genres in the world just watch go back and look at it they were literally they faded out of existence almost within a year after that statement was made on the first world they never stopped being the best rappers they never stopped doing their thing i'm not saying like other did, rappers but... didn't get like as good as them that kind of shit or bring different styles but they never stopped being the best rappers no they didn't and he's them to be busting around and one of the greatest to ever do it but nobody right. ever talked about him right yeah. I mean, we talk about a man who was at Genesis, becoming extinction level event. Everybody ELE. says that. that now he's just time. relegated to like VIP parties at clubs. Right. But see, what I find concerning is that so like this, I mean, this phenomenon of like, you know, artists, people with talents being exploited, you know, um, et cetera. Happened Elvis too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's true. What I find troubling very troubling is like the fixation on the jews as like it's 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 the jews that are doing this rather than whatever you know whoever happens to be holding the bag at that point um and that's where i feel like kanye fucked up i mean again like i said he's he's i don't think he's thinking clearly but like you see it throughout history. Okay, so like you know, in Germany, yeah, you did. You had a lot of of Jewish people that were that were bankers, that were you know in the financial sector, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The real problem, but it wasn't because it, shit wasn't fucked up because the Jews were doing it. Shit was fucked up. Well, shit was fucked up for a bunch of reasons. German society was just decaying and collapsing on itself for a bunch of different reasons. But the point I'm making is that those with power, those with large financial interests, those kind of pulling the strings, we're pulling the strings they always do. But it can so easily be turned into just another form of like easy tribal animus. Bullshit. The same way like it was in the South. Poor whites, you know, being like, well, at least I'm not black, you know, when in reality right. they have more in common with poor blacks than they did with poor whites. So what I'm saying is that I just feel like it's important to remind people like it's that like the Jews are not as as a group. They're not out to get anyone. They're just doing their thing. They're just trying to fucking, you know, play basketball. Why why you can't say anything about it? Why is it just they're just a no go rule with that? Like they're like they're they're they're, 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 they're a complete infallible group. That's a complete no, that's a legitimate question. Like if someone fucks up and you point out that they fucked up and they're Jewish, it's like I'm just pointing out that they fucked up. I'm not this has nothing to do with the fact that they're Jewish. But it's yeah, I agree. Like it's become this sort of like you or like if you if you don't like if you're someone who thinks that uh George Soros is like you know, you don't like he's giving a, a tremendous amount of money to um a political agenda that you don't like, right? Leaving aside whether or not you agree with with uh, whether or not he sh you should be opposed to that political agenda, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Like you point that out, you say, I, I, that's concerning to me. I don't like that he's doing that. And the response is, oh, you're an anti-Semite. It's like, wait a minute, this, this has nothing to do with that. I don't like what I don't like the things he's giving money to. Right. It's funny because it goes back to the video I sent you. They literally read from that playbook. And if they need to take somebody off the board, use these three terms. And it's that is number two. What's the first one? Um, Nazi. 
Yeah, that's an easy one too. And it's like yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's they, 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 they literally, they this, this, this is a this, this really, they read it from a from a from documents taken from a meeting from Russian Jews that if we need to take a player off the board, you can see three things: you need to you need to take public sentiment about them and create distrust. Mm. Yeah. yeah, remember we, when you watch these guys, they always refer to them in a certain way. To the point where, again, human the real thing about human history is we they, they're doing it because you repeat human history. And they keep thinking they had to have certain patterns that they follow. We just sit back and watch the patterns. He's like, okay, again, think about it. How does how, how, how Mr. Farrakhan, Malcolm X, what did they start doing to these guys? Mm. Not the fact they were wrong, or they shouldn't be heard. How do you, how, how do you pull away their credibility and pull them off the court? Right. You accuse them of those the 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 labels that you the same three things they've been doing it since when that document came up in in nineteen forty. Yeah, well, and, and the it Nazi, works so and it Nazi, works so well with, with us. The Nazi thing is particularly I really that resonates a lot with me because like again like there's all sorts of dudes on the far right who like I don't agree with I think they're wrong about a bunch of shit but like yeah. they're not Nazis. Yeah, correct. You know what I'm saying like they're like. Like if you ask, like what, uh, what fucking Alex Jones when, when Kanye was on the podcast, you remember that? When he, Alex Jones was like, "I don't like Hitler." <laughs> Hilarious. He looks right into but, the camera. <laughs> but my point is, like, what does it mean to be a Nazi? Like, don't you have to fucking like be like be like I want the Third Reich and I I like Adolf Hitler and he's the Führer? Like, isn't that what being a Nazi means? Because if someone yeah, I'm glad you presented like that because then let's let us let us take that and wrap into this whole cancel woke culture. Yeah, I really have women around some people where you're a misogynist. Okay, define what a misogynist is. Like people can't define what a Nazi is. They can't define what an anti-Semite is. They just know that this word is a trigger. Mm. Like that's how that's how masterful they are the people who create these you know these systems of, of fail states in place. They just know the system. It does the word elicits a feeling, and they know people are too. Stupid to ever learn what the root words actually mean. I mean, my my basic my basic rule is that unless a motherfucker tells me I'm a Nazi, yeah, or I'm an anti-Semite, or yeah. I hate women as such, they're not a Nazi or an anti-Semite or a misogynist. Now, sure, they could be fucking hiding it, like they could you know feel that way deep down inside and not fucking expressing it, but like unless they're doing like. I guess, you know, a dude could be like walking down the street in a swastika and, you know, fucking, and, you know, are you a Nazi? No, I'm not a Nazi. Well, okay. I mean, you're wearing the Nazi cut. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless their behavior clearly belies the fact that they are what they're saying they're not, but like, that's not how it works. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying. There's this like, there's this, this, this group of behaviors, I guess, or opinions that in and of themselves are maybe not innocuous, but they are what they are, right? Like the yeah. attitude about like the family, that the family is the the, the bedrock of society, of functioning society, or that um, monogamy is the preferable uh, 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 sexual <clears throat> standard for a functioning society, or any number of things that you could call conservative ideas, right? It's It's like, what's happened is that like, if you express those ideas, it's like, okay, what's really going on you're not going to say it out loud but i know that what's really going on is you're a nazi you think white people are superior women are terrible et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. and i'm like well, like what 
like, why don't you just ask them that? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you playing this game where you're trying to like figure out what their secret fucking hidden motivations are? Just ask them what they think and then criticize those ideas if you don't like them, right? Instead of being like, because it it, it almost gives, it, it almost shows how weak the arguments are. If like, if someone says something and instead of arguing with that, you have to say, oh, from that, I infer that you embrace this belief system that's like universally accepted is immoral and wrong. But like, you're kind of showing your hand at that point. You know, you're kind I of basically saying, I can't mount an effective argument against what you're saying. So therefore, I'm going to just suggest that secretly you believe this other thing. And I just... It's corny. It's fucking corny. Man. You, you, you literally just dissected what world culture is. That's literally what it is. All right. Cancel so world culture is that. Yeah. We're, you're touching on semantics. And we're also weaving in and out of what I would have called a month ago conspiracy theories. <laughs> and that isn't because <laughs> conspiracy theories aren't correct. That's just what I would have called them. I find yeah. language very interesting in the public discourse right now. I find it interesting that we're talking in semantics and anti-Semite is something that is uh, being discussed a lot right now. Um, but I remember when the pandemic happened and we had the first vaccine rollout uh, about six months into that, it became a big talking point that the vaccine wasn't actually what a vaccine would be defined as mm. and there was one side of the argument that was completely not interested in the fact that it wasn't meeting the criterion of the medical definition of vaccine and then there was the other side that was like well wait a second what are we shooting into ourselves and then fauci went and changed the definition on the nih's website so that it fit into his shit and it's almost like we are distancing ourselves from definition of words, from language being defined. And it's it's weird because we have this whole met, meta metaverse uh, aspect of our lives now. Is conspiracy theory something that is kind of rolling away and doesn't have much meaning anymore? because oh, for sure so, so much of what we're talking about like with the twitter files coming out all of this uh information that was thrown around as conspiracy is clearly not a conspiracy now we have a whole bunch of clues and facts yep well it might be it might who it knows was... what the truth actually is but there are all these pieces that were part of conspiracy well, you theory. mean it's not a conspiracy to the extent that it's not imaginary not the boogeyman anymore correct right, right. like twitter yeah. twitter really was a tool of the democratic state correct yeah there's no question about that and, and i mean i don't know if you saw the release from barry weiss today but that's what they were doing you could you could make the case that trump was such an ex existential threat to democracy that like those were the measures that had to be taken sure but they were taken but they were taken that's and they were going happened. on record. Jack Dorsey came out before he distanced himself from the whole thing. And then Rogan had the woman who was in charge of all their security and their legal counsel yeah. on. And they said, we do not do this. Meanwhile, that's what they do.
And and many people were clinging to Twitter because they were told this is the one place where this isn't happening. Yeah, man. But it totally was. And this was like, this was what, like, I feel like the Republicans were notorious for back in the day. Mm -hmm. Like, behind the scenes, fucking pulling the strings and, you know, like. Yeah, I don't think it's a new thing, right? It's just Operation part, of that, part of that conspiracy is now just out in the open. Yeah. Yeah, man. You're 100% right. Well, and, and so then the question becomes, like, are people going to – what is what is the proper response to that? Um, because I, I tend to – I think you know this, Patrick, and LaShawn, you and I have talked about this stuff enough to – like, my – my default position usually is that when something like this comes out, it's my tendency is to believe that whoever was perpetuating it, they didn't have like, they were flying by the seat of their pants. They were trying to fucking, uh, you know, address some sort of problem that they thought was a real problem. Sometimes it's venal and self-interested, but sometimes they were just trying to fucking, but a lot of it just has to do with like, they just want to look good. And, and get paid well. And when they get caught, they don't want to look bad. You know what I'm they saying? They paid very well. Yeah, absolutely. But like the thing with like, you know, like the COVID vaccine, for example, like if I had to posit a theory, I would say um, when the vaccine was first developed, the people who were pushing it very adamantly, it was because they believed this will end the pandemic. This will give us a political win. This will make us look good. This will save lives. You know, all that. I I think they really did believe that. And then as it became clear that it was a little bit more complicated than that, like it didn't stop you from getting COVID. It didn't stop you from spreading it. Um, I mean, I guess if it, <laughs> if it keeps you from getting super sick, maybe you're less contagious just because you're not coughing and sneezing all over people. But like the data is pretty clear. Like there there is no statistical correlation between being vaccinated and being less contagious um anyway when when that all became clear the circling of the wagons wasn't because the covid vaccine had some other agenda it was the circling the wagons was because they were like oh shit we were wrong we look like assholes now you know what i'm saying like and this is gonna fucking cost us if we cop to that i don't know what do you guys think um, yeah, unfortunately, you know, just being, you know, being in the, the, the training game for so long and meeting so many of the pharmaceutical young sales around back then. Yeah, I mean, it's you understand the history of the AMA, uh, Rockefeller, petroleum-based medications, uh, removing anything that wasn't uh, primary care off the board in terms of, like, you know, adequate care for the human condition. To me, it's just a matter of time. The fact that the CDC had been sued for billions or the, the, the swine flu and that vaccination that's called neurological damage. Like I said, start to learn, human history gets repeated itself. Every time they had an opportunity, they jumped on that. When it came to Spanish flu, they would drag a doctor down the street and, and offer them in front of people, you know, who were spreading misinformation like we, they've done this shit. Before. Wait, 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 with the Spanish flu? What? Yeah, you didn't know that? So when oh. doctors were talking about, when doctors were, were ringing the alarm, about the Spanish flu that it was an actual threat, a pandemic level threat. They were dragging them out of their doctor's office and killing them in the street, bro. Yeah. Well, so the doctors were saying when doctors were saying the Spanish flu is a legit threat to public health. Yes. The first, their first instinct to the U.S. government was to off them. 
government is the government, the government and the AMA and the doctors, man. When I tell you hand in hand, hand in other pocket, it's always been like that, man. If you go against the grain, I, I don't know how many doctors you know, but talk about the either one that either have their license under a review or license that's been suspended. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Even as a doctor, if you go anything eco, if anything that your board says and you should be doing in terms of like billing and suggested care or anything like that, they can literally put your license under review first. So that's one of the reasons why why I like to keep my license in retirement because if I activated it, then there's a lot of shit I wouldn't be able to talk about with people. Correct. Oh yeah, that's, that's like right. disclaimer you always do. Yeah, you like. Yeah, it's, it's, I, like I, I couldn't, I couldn't talk freely to people about their medications as a chiropractor. Yep. They could, they could put me in, you know, in a holding tank and not let me work as a chiropractor. Yep. As long as I'm just a regular person, I can talk about whatever I want. Talk about whatever mm-hmm. the fuck you want to. And they, and they can't hurt my, my wallet that way. Yeah. But, but I understand the risk, and I'm someone who walks around with like student debt, like you know, I, I get why doctors uh fall in line i'm not saying it's yeah. right at all obviously I, I try to live as an example of what i think is right but i i get it yeah man but but that's that's what people are going to default to man like everyone and they count on that you know right. the powers that be so to speak they can count on that it's like when your when your number comes up when it's when it's your livelihood on the chopping block and your reputation that's going to be demolished that'll test your principles pretty hard and like yeah i'm the first to admit man i'm fucking i got a wife and two kids man like i will right i will probably say whatever it is you need me to say like unfortunately right. no, you hit it right on the head and i think that's what um i think the president of france actually called people who were too to who you know fought it to the end to not you know let themselves get injected as heroes because they know how much it was we watch people watch people lose everything over this oh, man Relocate a whole different different state of city. I've got, <laughs> relocated to work around this shit. I've got two so separate like questions. One has to do with this, but it's a parallel. We're talking about medicine, and Lou, you just talked about how history just repeats itself. They just pull out the playbook. I've been seeing a very similar sort of process with this FTX situation. Yep. I mean, Bernie Madoff just did this ten years ago. Yes. And and the banks more or less did it with the real estate market. Mm-hmm. And here it's happened again. And I'm pretty sure we all know people who have lost, lost everything. I should say we we've we know people who have lost everything. And we know a bunch of people who have lost some money in this situation. Yep. Yep. And the whole thing was a fucking Ponzi scheme. I'm not saying the whole thing in crypto, but all of those exchanges. Straight up and down. Everyone's like, I feel like. Everyone talking about it, you know, they're like, oh, crypto, crypto. It's irrelevant if crypto is good. <laughs> like, it, it has nothing so, to do with it. fake can, sold can, to us. Yeah, you can have an opinion about cryptos, uh, you know, a, a separate opinion about crypto, whatever. But like this had nothing to do with the fact that it was crypto. Right. This motherfucker stole people's deposits. Right. And we didn't, we didn't really have the money that was being displayed in the accounts. It was already just, gone. It's farmed out to that. Alameda. That's just theft. It has nothing to do with it being crypto or you know, or anything else. Yeah, yeah, no, straight up. And the way the government seems to be handling it is is that same script of, oh, what's going on here? Of course, this time we have this digital blockchain paper trail of them yeah. receiving forty <laughs> to a billion dollars, yeah. and that's just one party. 
and the other part of it was like, all done through dark web outlets. Okay. They're already like extending him like really congenial invitations to come testify at like hearings about it and shit. I'm like, this motherfucker just stole a billion dollars. Like, why? Why is the army not fucking tracking him down? Like, what the fuck, man? And like, this why is an international the, criminal. <laughs> why is the cryptocurrency not ban- cryptocurrency uh, industry not banding together to truly reform this? All, all I hear it, now is that, that they probably would expose other people. It would expose right. other people. Are you still doing it? They just have make money. And it's just sad to me to watch the the human aspect of this fall apart, which is what it looks like to me. You know, the, the Bitcoiners are the only ones who seem to have a little integrity left. And yet their stance is, well, you should have all bought Bitcoin. And if you were smart, you'd be keeping it in an offline cold storage wallet and you'd be keeping it in a fireproof safe in your house right next to the dollars that we said we were replacing with something that could exist in the cloud. So basically they're just suggesting that we have a thumb drive instead of cash because we want to pretend that that's going to be more secure. And that is not what any of this was, this was, this was, you put stuff in the cloud, like your, your iPhotos or your Google docs, and you don't have to worry about it. And it's more secure and it's cheaper and you can get it to anybody. And we remove the middleman. And now the argument is, well, you shouldn't do any of that. You should just have yeah. it. Cause we yeah, say yeah, so. yeah. Keep it but under your mattress. Right. Oh shit. Hey, if that ain't the, the most American shit I've ever heard, man. Again, it's like I told you, I'll say it again. Sometimes you just have to like clap your hands. Like that is some massive ass straight bigotry slate fuckery i've ever heard in my life it's like it's i i, I just have to, I have to give kudos but like well i'm glad we're all on the same page I with this. It, but I, I, I exactly and again i i have i, I have a dick I, I made my money i made money and got out because i got in with those assholes who knew what was going on they told me february 2021 this is what you do right now in july pull it on this date because you know what's about Good to happen for you Eight, 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 about eight dollars a coin, so the one seventy-eight. The boy was out, never touched shit. That's a G move, man. Yeah, well, we'll see how we'll see how long the dollar holds up. Now, hey guys, I gotta jump because the fucking okay. I gotta get in the sauna and fucking see if I can get this neck feeling all right by tomorrow, and it closes soon. But I hope you. I got to this. Hey, when you when you go, we're gonna lose our signal. So can you give us? Oh shit! More, can you give us fifteen more minutes? Yeah. How do I hold on? How do I do that? You know what? I'll just fucking leave it on, man. Give us 15 yeah. more minutes and we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, I can stick around for 15 more yeah, minutes. Give us 15 minutes. So right, my, my, sec- my second question is, what do you think is going on with us Americans in our, not everyone, but the three of us, uh, with us having the urge to express our personal opinions on a global scale? What do you mean? Well, you had mentioned the when you were talking about the Nazi stuff that you don't really know what someone actually thinks like their personal opinion. And for centuries or thousands of years, Mm. that stuff stayed in the, in the community or the camp or the home. And right now there's this emergence of people who feel compelled and then want to fight for the freedom to not be punished for it. But we feel compelled to, not necessarily talk truth, but to talk our own truths. What's what's going it's on? Funny, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I don't know if you guys, I think I sent you guys a thing about the, you know, dark side of TikTok with the whole Doosan thing in China and whatever like that. And, you know, it's, 
just funny how sinister it is because again, it's I think you've touched on a couple times tonight, uh, Patrick, in terms of and it is it's like feelings over facts at this point in time. Like there is no such thing as anybody really giving a shit about truth or history or anything at this point. I think it's just a very slippery slope. I just think you know the the land of laziness and entitlement trying to give a world perspective is probably one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen in my life. Like most of y'all underperform because shit is too comfortable, but you want to give perspective and stance and give revisionist history on everything else going on in the world and how it relates to here. And all you're doing is creating more conflict, which is weakening the foundation that makes us who we are. And then like I said, well, what's going to want to happen is you're going to, you know, hate the men and, you know, condition the children and be mad at your neighbor. And when the barbarians come to the fucking gate and those same men that you need to be at their top tier to protect you are no longer there, just gonna walk in and just take all the shit and not firmly believe that. Keep weakening the need and the stance of the men that created this very thing that you, you know, that, pe- that pedestal you stand on. Because it, the more you continue to do that, I promise you, there's not gonna be anybody to protect that pedestal when they come kick that bitch money. It's just the funniest shit I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen it gets, I never thought it would ever got this bad. Even at the point where it's like, we don't even need the men that have created this around anymore. Like, it's, yeah, I, you I'm know, just, you there's know a lot not, going on. Joe's not too concerned with, uh, you know, gender inequality and systemic racism, the Chinese, uh, the Russians. Non issues, brother. Uh, non issues. You know, the, the entire Muslim world, basically. Now, you could criticize that. You could say they're fucking up, you know, and, and they have, and it, it, there's all sorts of aspects of the societies that are fucked up and are oppressive and are shitty to women and minorities, but they're fucking effective at like, those are, those are fucking hard dudes. Those are tough dudes. You know what I'm saying? And they're on a mission. So. And I agree. I'm glad you brought that up about that. And this is, this is, you know, this is where my stance is at the age of 42, going on 43 in terms of, you know, the fucked up parts of society when it comes to America, the minorities and women. Oh, talk. I talk like this. I need some of y'all, who, again, this whole business history. I need y'all to go find some of y'all cousins and distant relatives from the African diaspora who landed in Colombia and Brazil and Central America and the Caribbean. Ask them how much money they make. Ask them the opportunity they have. Ask them if they're dying to try to get over here, or whatever like that. The fact that you broke a, a broke ass black person making forty two to forty three grand a year makes more than sixty five percent of the world is utterly ridiculous. And the fact yeah. that we are so privileged, we can't even fucking see that we're privileged because we're so busy stuck in the isms. You do better than the majority of the world, even that what you know these these this my side calls is like underperforming or below average. Stop. It's mm-hmm. so ridiculous that we can't even see the glass half full at this point. Like I, it, it's wild to me. Like we have no clue our role and where we land on the hierarchy of like where people have learned within the social structures of each of these countries in terms of like our earning potential and social economics. We just don't get it. We don't. Well, and that's like in some sense, I mean, that is, I feel like the heart of the conservative worldview is that yeah. you, look at, you look at things and you say, I acknowledge that this is not perfect. In fact, in a lot of ways, it's, uh, you know, in the abstract or objectively, like, it's really, really bad, but it could be so much worse. And if you attempt to improve it too quickly, returns. you might just fuck the whole thing up, 
that's that's the you know and then the progressive i think the progressive worldview which i'm also really sympathetic to is like hey we can't become uh you know we we can't become ossified and just like stuck in like well this is working pretty well so let's just keep it this way forever i think the right approach is somewhere we're like you have people who are like hold on like i get you want to improve things but like let's just go slowly let's be careful let's not like turn everything over all at once because certain aspects of it are oppressive or suck because like man you like you were saying LaShawn, you don't have to look that far to see places where like dude man like yo it's every single day is a struggle you know you there's people literally they're burning dung to heat their homes man like yeah. Uh, it's wild to me, man. I just, I just, I just can't at this point in time. Like, if I'm literally sitting up here on my iPad, have my two homies that are across the country. I literally have a job and own three fucking stretch labs. Okay, yeah, my black ass is literally oppressed right now. But right. I've had the opportunity in, you know, Colombia or you know the Caribbean. No, so like, so, so, so who am I to up there and try to tell people what the struggle is? Girl, black middle class, stop. Like it's not, we're, we're not going to do this. Like, and it, and it just irritates me because those really need the voice and need to sort out issues. We're just drowning them out at this point. You know, even somebody, I heard somebody ask a question the other day, you know, asked, asked the woman, you know, and they, you know, they were pretty strong feminists. What rights do you ha that men have that you don't have? And you know, none of them can answer that question. Because again, you, we've created such a comfortable, cushy situation. You hire Starbucks and make your TikToks. You don't even know what the fuck you even fight for. What did what, what, your toothless crusade? Well, there is one right men have that women don't have, and it's yeah. not bestowed by society or, yeah. you know, systemic oppression. It's just fucking yeah. reality, which is that, yeah. you know, men have the right to fuck and not worry about what happens afterwards, you know? And I think in some sense, that's at the heart of all this, man. There's this, there's this asymmetry in... Mm -hmm in the in in the in the in the relationship between men and women and the way yeah. that a, i think a society a functioning society would deal with it would be by constructing some sort of um contrivance to like make men share in that responsibility to make what the woman's vulnerability their own right you know and and like mm -hmm. that seems to also be disintegrating along with this huge rise in a frustration amongst women about like misogyny and sexism etc cetera, etc cetera. i'm like men are more sexist than they've ever been like in some ways like they just run like in the sense that they just don't give a fuck about what it's actually like to be a woman like you got tinder you got this like casual sex hookup oh. culture like which just works perfectly well for men you know what i'm saying actually but, like, but actually it actually doesn't though well, in the long term, right, it doesn't. Yes. It, it, it actually doesn't even short term. Short term. Who, who do you think perpetuates uh, casual hookups, men or women? What's that? Who do you think perpetuates and benefits the most of casual hookups? Benefits the most? Yes. I mean, I would say men benefit the most. No, they don't. Because here's the whole thing. Even even neurologically put a put like uh, put a stem um, system on a woman. You know, most women don't even see eight out of ten men. When they discriminate, when they scroll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, for I sure. Heard that. Absolutely. Yeah. It gives, it gives women the ability okay. to like mate with you know the the top you know the top tier dudes who usually would be locked down in a monogamous situation. 
No, Chad and Tyrone never locked up in Dr. Vesey because Chad and Tyrone are fucked the scale one to ten. So what happens is very, very simple. Women talk about where all the good men, and that's cap. The all the good men are sitting in your friend zone. Mm. So in fact, this right. lies, filters, stuff like that has made you think at a four if you have access to a ten because a ten, a nine, or a ten are coming fuck you. And the problem is most people fall in the average category, and that's fine. Yeah. But what we've had through the feminism and misandry is telling women that they're worth more, that they don't have to sell for anything, and that the average system of the average man is it, it, settling. Well, and, and like, average people are the foundation, blue collar, average working people are the foundation of how this country is built, how most of the world works. But we created this hyper pergamy culture where, like, you literally have 80% of women trying to go after at minimum the top 10% right. of men, and then right. one they even think they should be in the 1% of 1%. Simple fact right. is, most men, I think it's what one out of three, are having have had sex in a year yeah. at this point in time. It's ridiculous. Well, and the crazy <laughs> thing is that even if it's true, so like, you know, if you know, if it's not the top 10%, oh, you're settling, it's like, okay, but if you don't settle, you will never be settled. Like, you will not have a man, you will be on your own. And I yeah. and there's like, just an idea that that might be okay, and you might be your happiest if you're just alone. Hey, 2030 is supposed to be half of women by 2030 in this country. And half of them will be alone because they literally have bummer. disqualified themselves out of relationships because of the idea of settling. Mm. That, like I said, there, there's no man going to meet their level. And it's funny because somebody said very basic psychology thing. Sweetheart, if you're an independent woman, boss bitch, and you're, you're masculine, what traits do you think you're going to attract? And ain't gonna be masculine traits. It's gonna be feminine traits. Right. You're gonna attract right. a you're gonna attract a man that's feminine. And the thing about it is, a lot of this, a lot of the societal standards or like cultures you spoke about, you know, Nate, when you first brought this up, I've been just seeking human nature. Again, even hypergamy is it, it, a woman's trying to find the best possible provider for her and her children. Yeah. Like this is not something that hasn't been going on forever. The fact no, being, and I'm totally like, sim- those, those, I'm sympathetic those, to yeah. it as well. Like, I'm not yeah. mad about that. Like, you no, should not know exactly as possible, mate. You can, yeah. but I think you're right in that the idea of what's available and what you can actually. I mean, I hate to talk about it like a marketplace, but it kind of is. It's yeah. like, what do you bring to the table? What do they bring to the table? Like, it is when people display their private jets, myself included, on their shit. <laughs> Dead ass. He's 100% correct. Like you know, know, but, but, but straight up, straight up, like like a, a girl's like, man, this plumber is never going to get me in a private jet. Oh, my life will never be complete. And right. there's nothing good going on yeah. on that plane. And and you know what? You know what? Any one of us, any reasonable person, would look at like you know some fucking regular ass dude with a regular ass job being like, I won't settle for anything less than a supermodel. We'd be like, fuck is fuck do you think you are? Right, we, we, all, check, exactly. we check each other real quick. Yeah, we all get that. Like that's that not part. Yeah, surprising, that part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah, no, I agree. But but the thing is that it's also uh-huh. wrapped up. It's also wrapped up in something else, which is that it's you know there's the like there's the traditional stuff like being handsome, being tall, being a good provider, yeah. et, cetera, et cetera. But there's other things now, which I think are these are even harder to negotiate. That I think more and more women. They're looking, they're looking for men that like really understand them as they understand themselves. Does that make sense? Rather than understand as a a man understands a woman, which is different. Like 
he might be wrong about certain things about your interior life, but he also might know some shit about you that you can't really see clearly because you're and the same goes the opposite, the other way, you know, like my wife reveals to me things about myself that I would never see myself because I'm, I'm wrapped up in my own fucking bubble and vice versa. But I think there's this, this, this idea of like, if I have a feeling or a perception about something, you must validate it. You know, you must, you must be, sympathetic and empathetic to that and if you aren't then it's like unsupportive and and emotionally abusive and it's like (laughs) like maybe he's just maybe he's just kicking facts like maybe he's just trying to like hey i understand you feel this way but like there's something else going on here you know and i love the way you said that in terms of like you know that but it's funny how many women will call narcissism you know, mostly unavailable, but then sometimes you dissect them and they themselves are mostly unstable. So how the mm-hmm. fuck would you know if a man is really mostly unavailable or a narcissist and you yourself is unstable? Here's the whole thing I think it's really interesting. And it goes back to a very old adage that all of us, I mean, Nate, like Nate, you was your guy back in the day after your past, you, you, was your, you know, you were a class man at a certain point in time. The bad boy thing still rings true. The fact sure. is, like I said, you do the opposite because, because it's cap. It's, it's always fucking cap. Like, right. like and, and until you find your wife like in your situation. Right. But but most women is cap. It's like they're gonna tell you, I want a guy mostly available and but no, you don't. No, you don't. Because the first thing you do is the friends on that motherfucker, or you go cheat on him with Chad and Tyrone. Right. And especially now because you can very easily do it with this slide in the DMs, bumble, tinder, hinge. Like, yep. sweetheart, why do you why do you have an eye? Why do you have an IG you have necking on it? Because they're always looking for the next possible suitor. It is the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life before. It's time. about my self-confidence. Like, <laughs> but it's wild, my dude. I think I, I just I think I'm, I'm very happy for you, Nate, in terms of like you have a situation that like I couldn't be happier for you for like you know seeing you know you post about the kids and wife whatever like that. Like I said, my man, man, when I say my, my G, you winning, you winning. But it's just so sad that you know not to speak at this point in time where I'm at right now that it's, it's 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 getting harder and harder to find what you have my dude mm. it, it really is because that that same elite we talked about they don't seem to be invested in it like literally i was, uh, it was arc um um anthony russell he was a, a black comedian he was trying to get into screenwriting he talked about that like the reason he kept getting all the scripts rejected because hollywood had firmly said they have no need or want to do any programming that is geared towards men everything either has to be geared towards women or geared towards not offending women Truth of the matter is, this is this is what the, the lion's share is. They spend the most money. They have the most consumer debt. Like everything is geared towards an ideal that puts them in a their situation. That's just you have to understand in Western society. Not saying it's across the globe. So there are men, passport bros, going and going to Colombia and Philippines and finding normal traditional wives. But right. in this country right here, we know how the game is played. It has nothing. It doesn't deal with reality. The more this out of delusion dysfunction they, they exist in, the more money they're going to make. Yeah. And I'll say something like this, the government is even more sinister, and this is actually classic. The more they don't get married and go into one household, I now have two single motherfuckers I can tax that much more. So they love to have these motherfuckers doing the shit on their own. It's more taxable income. It's 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 it's, it's so diabolical it, it, it's it's brilliant. Oh shit, I didn't even think about that aspect of it, because like uh married filing jointly, you get a tax break. That ass, and I'll take I'll take a step further why it's so pervasive it's so especially and i thought we're the guinea pigs for this whole situation in terms of the third wave feminism is it allows the gap to get bigger because what doesn't get created especially in our community generational wealth 
Mm-hmm. If, I'm not, if I don't have a household, I can't create generational wealth and I get past anybody. Right. right. It's, it's, it's diabolical, my dude. It, it really is. And if we learn anything between this COVID situation is a lot of the shit that was said, not said, and hidden from us was used to kind of push inch little things like that. Again, the amount of money that was made by a small amount of group is ridiculous. But I think what was more important is that the middle class got shifted more towards the lower class. Y'all can, you can't sit in the middle no more. We're going to make it impossible to sit in the middle. Mm-hmm. We're going to make sure that you got to sit down with the rest of everybody else. And if we didn't invite you in, your ass can't, you, you can't come knock on the door. Damn. Like America, I feel like that's where we're going. Nathan, what's this tournament you're prepping for? Tomorrow, right? You compete or uh, you just... No gi, no gi worlds. Black belt. Shit, what time is it? It's time for us to go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no yeah, gi um, no gear world's black belt yeah man we'll see good yeah, luck man, good. By my G. good luck bro good luck hey bro. do you have any do you want to uh plug your stretch labs if anybody's listening from chicago or you want to leave oh, that alone yeah, yeah yeah if you're in the chicagoland area uh look at anywhere up north edgewater rogers park lincoln square um albany park we just opened up uh, as of november 5th our official opening date and we have a stretch live right at 2317 West Lawrence, which is right by the, in the intersection of Lawrence and Weston, right behind the Lincoln Square area. Uh, if you're looking for mobility and flexibility training, basically the best way to plug what we do is we are basically personal training coaches for mobility, flexibility, mile faster release. But if you're looking in, we offer deep discounts for 25, 50 minute intro sessions. And, you know, we, you know, if you're interested, um, after that, we do memberships, but we will be expanding into um edgewater and downtown Evanston over the next 13 months but yeah i appreciate patrick giving the ability to plug that that's awesome right on is there is there anything else you want to plug nathan or you're good to go i'm good to go man just uh keep listening to the patrick ely podcast because shit is real that's right we we we, we try to still get y'all some truth we're not worried about getting canceled over here man we 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 been canceled on one more than one occasion. We comfortable with that shit. I mean, I'm not important <laughs> enough to cancel, but uh, now I'm seriously reconsidering my long term goals because I don't know if I want to make enough money to be canceled now because someone's gonna dig this up in a few years. Yeah, <laughs> you already know, my G. I feel like that, man. But whether they say fuck the fame, get the fortune, that's all I'm worried about. My dude, at this point, like I, I love that statement. It makes a lot of sense. Straight up and down. All, all right, boys. Jeff, thanks man. for coming on. Thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate I appreciate us doing this, man. We, we definitely got to get back to the regular basis again. Right on. Sure. Later. Good luck, everybody. All right, man. Later. Talk to you.